0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz Today. So the Dow is down 152 and the Nasdaq is up 44. The World Bank says the global economy is set for its worst half decade of growth in 30 years. That's the headline over at CNBC, Tony Katz. Tony Katz Today. Global growth to slow for the third year in a row, dipping the 2.4% from 2.6. How does that affect us? Do we really worry about what the rest of the globe is doing? Well, we are this interconnected place. The uh, economy around the globe does have an effect on us. But let's also discuss the effect on us. 56 million Americans have been in credit card debt for at least a year. We've only been warning about this for months, and this is one of the many, many, many reasons when people tell me everything's great in the economy, people like Paul Krugman, I don't believe you. And I'm right not to believe you. The 10-year treasury popped over 4%, and you say to me, wasn't it over 5%? Yes with a 300 point base, basis point spread, I should say, a 300 basis point spread between the 10-year Treasury and a 30-year fixed. We had 30-year fixed mortgages going at 8%. But we, that has come down, and I've certainly been happy with that, hoping that the real estate market would get juiced. You know what happened? It didn't get juiced. Because there's still not any inventory out there, and the price is still too high for homes. And so people are renting. The average monthly rent, $1,992 monthly payment. The average monthly mortgage payment for a house, $3,322. What would you do? What would you do? And now we get back to 56 million Americans have been in credit card debt for at least a year. The third quarter in the United States credit card debt was $1.08 trillion. What happened to all the savings and the paying down of debt during COVID? Whatever it was, that baby is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Like a girl to Leonardo DiCaprio over the age of 25. Gone. The experts saying that we're in trouble. 49% of credit card holders carry debt from month to month. Up from 46 percent last year that according to a report from bankrate now i will admit i have a business credit card my wife and i share a credit card that is the totality of our credit cards everything gets paid off every month because i have been through this i lost everything everything i had to negotiate with credit card companies I still have, I lost my house in Florida, the downturn of, of, of 9 I lost the house. I'm still paying off a second mortgage. I made my mistakes, kitten. I pay it every month. I I don't, I don't even think about it. Actually, my, my wife does it. I refuse to look at it. Every month? Did, I, I negotiated, I talked, I figured out a way. The only thing we did not do is go bankrupt. We did not go bankrupt. That was a decision. Uh, do you want to, This is very weird. I don't know if this will sound weird to you because in, in hindsight, I part of me thinks we should have to be able to take advantage of some of the protections. And maybe we could have come back to Uh, quote-unquote creditworthiness to the extent that that matters, or or some of these things a little bit earlier. I did, this is going to sound weird. I don't think I've ever talked about this. I did not declare bankruptcy. We did not declare bankruptcy because I was starting to build this career and I didn't want that. I didn't want to have conversations about uh, the importance uh, of financial strength and financial responsibility while having a bankruptcy, which is a weird thing to have thought at the time, as I look back on it, because part of what I think makes America in many ways special is this idea that we kind of understand that you can fail. The concept of bankruptcy, the idea that we offer these protections to allow you to get things back on track, that's, that's insane. In, in in a way but it really is it is it is this uniqueness it is this specialness for sure but then there are the people who are professionals going bankrupt and and some of these people uh you know uh they're 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 high and mighty some of these people run for political office some of these people uh they 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 flaunted they right they flaunt the the use of the rules but when forty nine percent of credit card holders carry debt month to month at those interest rates? Are they paying minimums month to month? How much do they have? In debt, two thousand, five thousand, ten? They're paying the minimums and it's building month to month at numbers like eighteen to twenty percent. The average credit card interest rate is twenty percent. Tell me more about how everything is fine because I'm here to tell you I didn't buy it when they said it and I'm not buying it now. And I'm sorry if I come across as negative on this subject. I'm not trying to. I am trying my best to engage clarity on the subject. A part of this connects to a story that we did a few months ago that has not left me. It is the idea of doomsday spending. Sometimes you uh, hear uh, hear something, hear a thought, hear an idea, and you're like, oh, there's something there. Doom spending, I said doomsday spending. Doom spending. What in the world... Is doom spending. The idea that, well, the economy is going a hell in a handbasket anyway. I might as well have new shoes, a new TV. I knew this. Well, everything in my life is is uh, terrible. I might as well, uh, uh, you know, buy this or buy that, and then I'll feel better. It's soothing. It's comforting. I don't care about the debt. It's just like student loan debt. Somebody will pay it off. Everybody will pay it off. It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spend. Why shouldn't I have nice this? Why shouldn't I have that? That's doomsbending. I ask you right now. Is that what's happening? Is that what's going on? Because it seems that that's a little bit of what's going on. This global economy set for its worst half decade of growth in 30 years. Fifty-six million Americans have been in credit card debt for at least a year, and half of them are riding uh, a, a uh, those credit cards. Month to month, possibly just paying the minimums at 20% interest. Just sharing the numbers the way they are. Now, there's a, a second part to this story that, you know, not everything is, is is bad. BlackRock is laying people off. Am I not allowed to applaud BlackRock? As is being reported, the people over at BlackRock, the world's largest money management firm, they're gonna lay off 600 people. This all coming from its ESG world, environmental social governance. This is the world that said, hey, we'll invest in your business, but you gotta do this green thing here and you gotta have this kind of person on your board and you gotta do nothing that has to do with the business all having to do with your wokeness. ESG is unbelievably dangerous. And who it's dangerous for is the guy with a pension. The guy who is, you know, saying, hey, investment firm, uh, help me with my retirement. Well, if the investment firm is investing not based on fiduciary responsibility to try and provide a return, but rather investing in a way uh, that involves things outside of that, and you're trusting them, you're pretty much screwed. They're not engaged in any level of responsibility for you or towards you. It was a way of supporting and promoting those who are ideologically aligned and punishing those who refuse to get in line. It's despicable. And you saw states move aggressively to say you cannot use ESG when being uh, involved in investing for our pensions because these people, they need a return. And whether or not the company ever saved a penguin is inconsequential. You got to provide a return. So you see the, the 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 layoffs here aren't economic. The layoffs here come from a failed business practice. And that's sometimes very good because it'll it'll teach people to do better. But then again, these are the these are the woke. These these are the the, 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 the woke folk. They they don't necessarily do better, do they? Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So the allegation is that Fannie Willis, the district attorney in, uh, in the Atlanta area, bringing the case against President Trump, is involved in a relationship with a guy by the name of Nathan Wade. So Fannie Willis hired Nathan Wade to prosecute Trump. And the records show that Wade has been paid over $650,000 in legal fees since January, 2022. It's an amount authorized by the district attorney and in this case, Fannie Willis. So Willis is involved sexually They say romantically, but when they say romantically, it's not like they just look lovingly into each other's eyes every night over dinner and then find the longest piece of spaghetti they can and do a little 101 Dalmatians thing. It means uh, that they are engaged in flagante, was it flagante delecto? Uh, sex. And so they are are in a sexual relationship, and she is paying him six hundred and fifty thousand dollars of taxpayer money. Huh? that's that's an allegation. right there. I don't know if I said hello, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Find everything. At com, That is an allegation. I'll give you another one. I'll give you a, a may, maybe, maybe a better one. The Golden Globes took place. And you didn't watch. It's fine. They were the Golden Globes. Who was watching? Nobody watches. Nobody wants to host it. Certainly nobody's watching. And the reason nobody wants to host it is that You're not allowed to tell a joke anymore. You can only destroy yourself. Joe Coy is a capable comic. But man, he did not have it. He did not understand the audience. He didn't understand the job. And so he hosted these things, this thing. He hosted the Golden Globes and it didn't go well. His presentation style does not fit for the smaller room. He was yelling because that's how he does his comedy. Didn't work. Never mind that the jokes weren't great. Jim Gaffigan, who's an interesting story, and I don't agree with politically when I've, when I've heard him oftentimes, he has one of the great careers of comics out there. He's been on the road and performing in the Netflix specials for years. He is actually, it is a team, both he and his wife write the jokes, but he's the one who does the performing. Like she is an integral part of what it is he has done. Well, he is a presenter. Arguments this. He is a presenter at uh, the, the Golden Globes. And in a very, very strong move, This is what he says. I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. You know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. You know, I just, I don't know if that's a new category here, but. First. Gaffigan could could host this thing. Secondly, holy cow. I don't know what's stranger. That we're now in a place where we tell pedophile jokes with regularity or that this conversation about Hollywood and pedophilia is starting to become commonplace. We talk about Jeffrey Epstein and clearly sex trafficking of children and those Hollywood people who were involved who all have to go to jail. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care how you're connected. I don't care how many awards you've won. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what you've been elected to. You were engaged in sex on that island. The 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 island that Jeffrey Epstein had, where these these uh, young women were brought. You were engaged on the plane in 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 sexual impropriety. You're going to jail. Damn straight. Don't care about your political party. Don't care about anything. I don't care. So you 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 have this story. You have. Did you hear Cat Williams with Shannon Sharp? On on Sharp's uh, podcast club, Cheche. Um, I I will admit to you, I haven't heard it all yet. It's nuts. Cat Williams, the comic, um, discussing all of the dirtiness that that takes place in Hollywood and with these comics and with these people and the money that's offered and the debauchery and everything else. And it's no wonder people can't keep their heads. I mean, it's to the extent that I uh, believe everything he said, uh, show, show your work as I, as I often discuss. But holy ma... He's naming names. He's calling people out. He's having some of this conversation about... The, the twisted nature of Hollywood. And then Gaffigan. Was Gaffigan calling them out or was Gaffigan engaged in a mocking of people like Cat Williams? Funny, I thought he was calling people out. Maybe I'm not hearing it right. Maybe he's just engaged in, in, in that, a mocking of it, but that would be to dismiss it that's the part about the commonplace like what happens when commentaries like this just become ah ah yeah 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 hollywood <laughs> sure they are and, and it and it just gets kind of you know br- uh, brushed over brushed under the rug blown over whatever whatever the expression is the over the under i don't know i think it's very interesting and uh i would also argue very problematic But if if, if Hollywood is this place of just nonstop despicableness, not just debauchery, but but flat-out evil, flat-out evil, well then, is there a market to replace it? We have seen movies have some level of success here and there in this concept. Has the diversification of the platforms now created the opportunity to stay away from these people for good? Can you stay away from these people for good? Are any of these people good? I think it's interesting that this keeps coming up. I'm curious to see if some of these new studios, some of these new ventures, can actually find an audience with traction to allow them financially to survive. This is Tony Katz today.
1: here okay i work five days out of the week 40 hours a week
0: you only work five days a week you only work 40 hours a week the hell are you complaining about what possibly can we let us just stop uh, and and think about that for a moment you work five days a week 40 hours a week you're gen z uh so that would make you like in in your 20s right you got energy. Why are you only working 40 hours a week? Oh, because that should be enough. Ah, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833 468 8669 833. Got Tony. This is a video from, uh, from the TikToks that is making the rounds because it's this Gen Zer in a Walmart vest complaining. Now, I, I must give the basic caveat, which is I do not do not believe everything I see. I have no idea how many of these things are staged, what have you. But this is making the rounds. I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to share it with you in full, and then I'll break it down. This, this young woman in her early 20s, saying that somehow we're at fault. I, I I don't know, Gen X is at fault? Maybe they think baby boomers are at fault? I don't know. Ruining the economy. Listen.
1: I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine-to-five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. All by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own.
0: I, wanna, I just want to say for, for, for the record, um, maybe not. Um, two jobs happened very often. Side gigs happened very often. Roommates Happened very often, starting out. Um, Starting out, I lived in Bradley Beach. No, it was in Belmar. I lived in Belmar, New Jersey, right there on the shore. I was about three blocks from the Atlantic Ocean with three other guys. Were there three there were four there were four of us no there were th- there were only three of us, but it became the de facto summer party house so there were usually about nine hundred people in the house that you 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 don't make enough money to do it on your own yeah you're you're just starting out it's tough, isn't it? It's very very tough. I don't know why this is surprising. Why is it surprising? Because it shouldn't be. Anyway, she continues.
1: Started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I don't want to work my tail end off wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills.
0: Okay, everyone take a breath. Everyone take a beat. Everyone who's been going to the same factory for the last 27 years, just just be chill, honey bunny. No, 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 no car accidents today. Here, I'll calm everybody down. I'll do it. I'll get it done. Don't worry. I have the official calming music of of Tony Katz today. Here we go. It's a theme to Taxi. I believe it's called Angela or Angela's theme, Angela's song. Who doesn't love a good flute? Maybe it's a piccolo. You don't want to work your whole life. <laughs> you, some people don't know how tough this is. And first of all, it's not a uh, twenty years of experience behind your belt. Uh, it's under your belt. That's the 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 expression there. But I, I think the bigger story here is is listen to the anger. How dare you do this to me? What What do you mean? How dare I? Do I, I didn't. I didn't do anything to you We're not at fault We didn't do anything to you, kid This is the world but, uh, but, but not done No, no, no She is not done At all
1: You created Not Gen Z We're just here getting started You've been doing it for the last 20 years You tell me how it got ruined We can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want But you let the economy turn into what it did You let it all run to hell. And now it's Gen Z's fault because we don't want to work to fix your mistakes.
0: There's a story here. And again, you never know what's fabricated or what's real. The problem here is not this woman. The problem here is the story she was told. The problem here is parenting and no one's gonna talk about it, the problem here is really, really, really bad parenting. Exactly how little preparation is happening is taking place from parents to get kids ready for what is coming. Are we really a society That simply stated, you're wonderful, you're terrific, and everybody owes you? Are you telling me that parents actually do this? Now, I will admit to you that I have certainly seen parents that I find questionable. They might find me questionable. I I don't care. I don't have any interplay with parents who have to, who have who are are lawnmower parents there's a helicopter parent there's a lawnmower parent so the helicopter parent is is hovering right is, is is hovering around the 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 lawnmower parent is the one taking down all the obstacles in front of their child so everything is smooth and what happens is they don't know how they don't learn how to actually deal with, with, with anything they don't know how to deal with uh, obstacles, they don't know how to deal with failure they don't have to deal with frustration they don't know how to deal with their own emotions because everything has been made smooth and easy for them it's a serious issue because I think it's it's terrible parenting I mean it's, it's, it's crap it's crap on a stick and then on top of that is more crap and then another stick and then a little bit of crap it's terrible, awful Um, I, I have not run into, and I don't associate with the lawnmower uh, style. I have heard stories of, this was millennials. I had not heard it yet of Gen Z, of millennials who, when going on job interviews, brought their parents because they had no idea what to do. They had no idea how to handle themselves. And I said, that's nutty. That's gross. That is failing your child. Flat out failure. This kid here, this 20-something, I don't think she's a failure. Why? Because she's going to work every day. All right, five days. She's going to work. Well, it's Walmart. So what? Working at Walmart's a problem? Working at Walmart is not a problem. Respect people who go to work. Respect people who have a job. Respect these people who take care of you. Fight club should have taught you that. Respect the people who work. So she shows up, to the extent that this is real, let's say that it is, she shows up five days a week, good on her. But clearly no one told her about what it takes to get going. People have been commenting on this uh, and and uh, talking about their own stories. I didn't graduate college. Family couldn't afford it. My brother was finishing up and my parents asked me to forego so they could have the money to, to pay for him. That's a true story. I did it. Opened a restaurant. It had ups. It had downs. I did not make much money. Sold the restaurant. I did not get much out of it. Then went into restaurant management. Didn't do uh, very well. Then uh, tried a series of other things, while being engaged in depression and suicidal thoughts. Not a good way to start a business. I wouldn't. I would not. Uh, I would not advise that. It took me 35 years to get my head on straight to then say, I wanna do this, and then build out a career in radio. Now, not everybody had the problems that I had, and I would argue that my problems were absolutely in my head, absolutely uh, attributable to and some some bad luck here, some bad luck there. My own uh, d- depression, absolutely, which I think created the bad luck. Right, the attitude is everything, and maybe I could have seen my way better to certain ideas, certain opportunities, certain values, etc. Et but it is it is funny that that during it all, um, and and I'm not opposed to family help. I'm not opposed to to to, to friend help. Uh, uh, except for a very short period where um I was literally doing nothing and I was I don't remember the months there was a a period of I, I couldn't tell you the year but 5 months I'm going I'm going to call it 5 it could have been 6 could have been 4 go with me you weren't there trust me on this one um I have no idea what I did with myself I don't know what I did with my days I don't know what I spent my days doing. I have no idea why uh, my wife was still with me. No, no, no clue, no clue. That's how bad it, it was uh, for me. So this girl's well ahead of me on, on that one right there. But it never dawned on me that somehow an older generation had you know messed it up and it's their fault that I was like this or it was their fault that things were difficult, their fault, I couldn't make a living. It never dawned on me to think to blame somebody else. I think that's new. I don't know, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. That, for, for millennials and for, and for Gen Z, blaming others, that's what's new. Now, I should engage a caveat. There are in some ways they have a point. If you, were, you know who first made this argument? Uh, people hate him now. Paul Ryan, the former speaker out of Wisconsin, when he was the vice presidential nominee to, to Mitt Romney, and he gave that speech of uh, faded Obama posters on the wall and, and not being able to get a job. He, he was having a conversation a- a- about being lied to. If you're told your whole life, you can do anything. You can be anything. No one can get in your way. No one can tell you no. No one can tell you this. No one can tell you that. And you get into the real world and pfft, the ta- the first time you pay taxes and you realize your paycheck is not your paycheck. Oh, I make $15 an hour. Wait a second. This isn't $15 an hour. That's an eye-opening Experience, that is that is a must. You got to be there to watch your kids go through that just so you can smile to yourself and be like, yup, you're in the club there, kitten. There is an extent to which they are correct in blaming others because, yes, they were lied to in a way That maybe uh, Gen Xers and others weren't lied to. It's going to be rough and you're going to have to get up every day and do the job. And no one's going to hand you anything. Now shut up, kitten, and go get me another beer. Latchkey kid. True. Fact. You lived that experience. Some of you did. But the idea of blaming others and uh, it's supposed to be easier. Says who. Says who. Man, if you don't teach your kids that it's tough, if you don't teach your kids to be tough, and that slowly, bit by bit, and piece by piece, you can overcome. You work the plan, bit by bit, and piece by piece, you overcome. It's slowly the wheel turns. It won't happen overnight. And sometimes you'll have bad luck. If we're not teaching that, if we're not teaching perseverance and resilience, then this kid's complaints make sense. This kid's complaint is about society. And this kid's complaint is about whether or not parents are doing right by their kids by teaching them honestly and clearly. What we build for the future is up to us. I'm Tony Katz. We brought it up yesterday. I'll get more into it. We, I mean, I, I, I tweeted about it, posted about it a couple days ago. This is the story. The weather in Iowa going to play a huge role in the caucuses. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. People were talking about how Nikki Haley had an event uh, yesterday. Nobody showed up. My gosh, Nikki Haley falling apart. The numbers don't say that. Um, They were expecting a foot of snow. People weren't going out. The temperatures for caucus night, 12 below. Sorry, 14 below that's gonna have an effect find everything at tonycats.com this is Tony Katz today.